The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh-Moller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we go. It's time for a Thursday edition of Mixed Shots. Yeah. With football players on a football field <laughs> and football, music in football, the air. Mu- it ain't football music. It's just music. Just and- music. Foot outside, yes. you heard the music. Yeah, yeah they're jamming. Blaring it because they're going on the road. They're playing at Buffalo. And do y'all understand just how epic this game is going to be on Sunday? Because hmm. tell us, it's going to be it's going to go right down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot riding on this game. We need to understand that as both we kick off mean? this show for both, both teams. teams. Mm-hmm. That's yes. right. Yes. There's a whole heck of a lot riding on this. This mm-hmm. is playoff football in December. And that happens. You know, we call the playoffs the playoffs, but the playoffs always start. Mm-hmm. We talked about this after Thanksgiving. That's when the playoffs really start. So. December. And Especially as jumbled up as things are, depending on what your goals are. And this mm. Buffalo team, there was a pick of some, including me, to go to the Super Bowl this year. And they still have that on their agenda. But mm. they got work to do before that, even at 7-6 and six on the season. Are they on the outside of the wild card looking? I haven't yeah. looked at that, but what they're looking at is a Miami Dolphins team that's ahead of them in the division right now that just lost to the Tennessee Titans on Monday. So and they're really they can take only care of business. And they, their last game win. of the season is against Miami, and they want to be in a position where they're playing Miami the last game of the season for a division title. Are they just one game behind? Two back. Two back? Hmm. Two, two back. I think. I mean, make sure on that. Two back uh, as far as getting in the in, in the playoff. Uh, two well, behind uh, them, but uh, if they wind Miami. up. Oh, behind Miami. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just checking here, who's got my, who's Miami got this week? Uh, they're. Uh, I got the schedule right they, here. Yep, Miami moved down to number two. Baltimore's number one. Thank God. What's yeah, the record? Bill, Bill's What's lost. Miami's, yeah. Miami's record is nine and four. Nine and four. Right. Okay. So they are two games back. I was they thinking play... eight and four. That's right. The Jets. The Jets this week. The, the Jets at home. The Jets with a quarterback who is named <laughs> AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Zach Wilson. What is going on? <laughs> how, about, how about at the beginning of the season? If let's, let's go back to August 1st and say, okay, the Players of the Week in de- mid-December, you're going to have a guy named – Zach Wilson and a guy who was not at that time projected to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. A guy named Tommy DeVito. Let's not make fun of Tommy DeVito. And okay. a guy named Brandon Aubrey, for that matter. Tommy DeVito is three and one. I think so. That's crazy. Lost here, and then he's and then he's won three. three. That's, that's <laughs> good for him. We got him just we, him, we caught him at just the just right time. Just in time, they right. got him before, before he became Brock Purdy. <laughs> I, did I mention Brock Purdy that way? Right. I looked at him. And, you know what? He kind of reminds me of Brock Purdy. And you and you, and you didn't mention that if the Cowboys win, they're in the playoffs. That's exactly right. Wow. And I if they know. lose, they can also get into the playoffs with about thirteen different scenarios. And then some of those scenarios are pretty likely scenarios too about teams losing. how do you think this team would you know respond to that 
with the youth that we have out there, some veterans. Oh, you know, but well, it's not like the pressure's on. I hope they respond that it's a given they're going to the playoffs. They got yeah, but, fish but to fry. My point is, okay, we're in the playoffs. Let's chill. No, or, no, we're no, in the playoffs, no, be- no, and, but the, we want to go. The goal we still want the division, right? What the should their mentality is be? The division. That's my point. What should their mentality? I mean, you know. Which is the same they, goal they the have Bills to have. know. They have to know, okay, well, guys, we can win and be in or even not win and be in. You know, how are they now, going to react? McCarthy basically put that to rest when we want to win the division mm-hmm. after he threw away the other stuff about, oh, if you win, you're in. How do you do with this stuff? And it's like we got to look at what's in front of us. I, I, I was hoping and I hope that this team is, is, doesn't need a Jimmy Johnson. You know, they don't have to have a Jimmy Johnson to. Well, they might have one. Well, well yeah, but might he, be he's Dan a Quinn. He's a different. Might be Mike Jimmy Johnson. You know, instead of yelling at him, you know, can his, you know, just blunt statements be taken seriously by his team? That's well, my point. Do they have to be uh, frightened? Can players to play well? Can you That's frighten players this age? And, and should you have to is my point. No. Should you have no, to? No, not at all. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, you got to coach guys 30 years later a little different than yes, you did back that's then. that's my point. Right? There you go. And, uh, they might get offended if you yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> so, where's, where's Michael Irvin and Emmett when you need them? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> Players didn't get offended in 1989 when Please. coaches yelled at them, did they? <laughs> oh, listen to him. No. <laughs> listen to him. They did. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everson was just ahead of his time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ever since, you would fit in perfectly with today's player, I sure right? would, wouldn't uh-huh. I? Well, this is what I wanted for them as I was bitching That's all right. the time back That's right. then. That's right. This is the environment. Uh-huh. But you, right. have, you have to respond. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Okay, back on the Buffalo perspective coming into this game. Just look at what they've done here. They beat Kansas City this week in the Kadarius Tony game. And they they got Dallas this week, Okay. Then they play at the Chargers. At at the Chargers. Okay. Okay, that is a very, very That's a tough one. No, it's a very, very winnable game. The Chargers? Without yes, they don't have Herbert's a quarterback. Out. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, okay, that's right. Easton so Stick true. is starting so at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, but then again, the way he's running back, that might be the solution. <laughs> a Browning comes up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that coach is about to get, uh, he's going to be yeah, the one of the he's first. Done. To, he's done. He's yeah. done. And then, oh, speaking of a coach who may be among the first who may already be fired, they got New England next. Yeah, already fired. Bill. He's right. already right. fired. So Bill's week. So, so look at the Buffalo players. They're looking at their schedule, okay? And uh-huh. they're looking, okay, we got Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then Chargers and the Patriots. We've already got both of those coaches fired. And then we close with Miami. So that puts that much more importance on if we can just beat Dallas – we're going to be probably playing for a division in the so last we, week. You, you, think we, you think we were the reason that two coaches are fired this year? No, no, I'm saying that the Buffalo players, are, they're, oh, they're saying, okay, we, we're playing two teams that mm. the coaches are already basically fired at after well, this game. Well, they've beaten those then. I was going to say, help we, out may, their cause, we may have right? helped them get fired. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yep. Didn't help their cause. Mm-hmm. I think the – so when we talked about uh, – checking on the elements, the weather. 
And McCarthy pointed out that his two biggest concerns when it comes to weather is wind and rain, which I think makes sense. Yeah, of course. Did you ever have to play in the snow? Yeah, I did. It doesn't change too much if it's not like a blizzard or anything. I think if, yeah, well, I, I was in a blizzard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. But no, we, we mostly had to deal with uh, the rain. Yeah. Especially it, in Jersey. Right. Uh, when I was with the Giants, uh, played against Buffalo. Yeah, it was the only we were the only team to hold them under 20 points twice that year, but at the same time we only beat them once and that was wasn't a bowl. But as we played in Jersey, it constantly rained and it was below freezing. That to me that's so cold rain oh and wind, God. right? You couldn't I mean if you fall on in if you fall, you're going to be in a puddle. And, <laughs> and it's cold. It's cold, and it's still raining, and the wind is blowing, and it's still below freezing. And you don't get to change clothes. No, you can't change clothes. And I remember my uh, Myron Guyton. I remember he he was talking to me, and his bottom lip was quivering <laughs> as he was talking. I'm like, whoa, dude, we got you know, we got to do something. Well, now they have all the the heated benches and and the little things. Yeah, I bet. Ever well, they, they had they, no, they had that then, but once again, you're wet. And, and freezing. It's still wet. You, you still can sit on the out bench on the all you want. It's raining on the sidelines as well. So, no, those are the more miserable ones because your, your hands never dry. Everything you, you, you never dry out. You know, even at halftime, you, you, so I you looked don't have at another that, uniform. That game, by the way, a 17-13 yeah. Buffalo Bills win at the New York football Giants was played in 37-degree weather. With a wind chill of 30 and... There you go. <laughs> that wind chill. <laughs> That's it. The wind chill. Doesn't say anything about precipitation. Oh, it was oh, raining the entire okay. time. All I don't right. know I'm going to add that to the... Yeah, please. <laughs> Trust me. It was, it was puddles on the field. So speaking <laughs> of precipitation, the outlook for Sunday is a high of 48. Okay. Low of 42. Okay. So that'll be closer to 42 probably when they start the not, game. Not a lot of wind, though, right? It didn't say anything about wind, but it did say 59% precipitation. Oh, okay. But the next day, I looked it up, the high of 42 and the low of 26, 91% chance of precipitation. Mm -hmm. That means snow. Yeah. So if things move up, right? And you get to Monday on Sunday, it could be pretty like you say, leg effect, miserable leg effect. Yeah. That's, we're on that's weather eerie. watch. This that's week. eerie, right? Yes. Yes. it's eerie. Lake Erie. Erie, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my home. So for a while, Lake Erie. Yeah. What do you mean, Cleveland? Oh, Cleveland. I forgot. <laughs> he forgot it, too. Probably. No, I didn't. Oh, you just did. <laughs> no, no. My first game in Cleveland. Speaking of Belichick. My first game in Cleveland, uh, I had just gotten there, and the, the half the season was over. I was late for the game because of Lake Effect snow, and I had never heard what the hell Lake I never knew what Lake Effect snow like was. Like it just happens. It, it just happens. It came out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm stuck in traffic. I mean, it was like three hours before the game. No one's moving because lake effect snow, what the hell is that? Yeah. I had no idea what that was. I'm well, from Dallas, man. I don't know about lake effect snow. <laughs> so I'm, that's my excuse to Belichick. He's like, hey, man, you didn't make it, you get fined. So me and Nick Saban were late 
for my first game. <laughs> Nick Saban <laughs> was putting on his socks <laughs> trying to get out on the field. We had both missed warm-ups. Uh-huh. And that was it. He came by and gave you the good news? No, he came by trying to put his socks on. No, I bet. About the fine. <laughs> no, no, Belichick. He got fined as well. Well, I don't know if he got fined, but both of us were late. So here's how, here's how miserable it could be at that old stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I covered a playoff game there in January. Fortunately, I was staying downtown because the snow that morning just, it was almost a blizzard, mm-hmm. right? It was lake effect. And so I, I drive, I was able to drive there <laughs> with my rental car. And uh, as <laughs> other fans were getting into the parking lot, the people that were already there were giving them standing ovations <laughs> that they made it to the right. game. Gosh. Right. So right. then I walk into the stadium. Lake Erie. And I see uh, where they're. They're selling beer, right? And they got it all stacked up. It ain't on ice. It's so cold, all you had to do is have it outside because it's 20 degrees, right? Yeah. So they didn't even use ice to uh, cool down the beer. Mm -hmm. I've been there. That was a a pretty miserable day. And I'm not a Cleveland guy. I'm a Dallas guy. Dallas and Cleveland are so different. (laughs) So different. This was all new territory for me. Thank God I knew Belichick. That was about the only guy I had out there. Well, they can't simulate. Was that 93? 93. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Mickey. No, I was going to say they can't simulate snow in practice, mm-hmm. but they do get wind in that little three-pronged tunnel they have right. outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Brandon Aubrey can practice, uh, and he does kick into that wind quite a bit in practice. And they can, I guess, throw the... Uh, footballs into a bucket of water. Get used to throwing a wet ball. <laughs> they don't have like a yeah. Uh, Can't simulate stu- rain. A, a studio, or just turn on a studio fan. Turn know. on the sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing with the sprinklers going oh right. Mm. So anyway, uh, but that was one of the discussions in the in the press conference mm-hmm. uh, today. I think the other thing that we can get to in the next segment is the fact that. Mozzie Smith's going to have to take on a bigger role mm-hmm. on Sunday mm-hmm. against the team that probably, depending on the weather, wants to run the football uh, against this Cowboy defense. That would be the way I go. run the football too. Uh, that's that's just what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would just make sure we have a heavy dosage of Josh Allen. All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. 
fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. To mix shots. K Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Were you laughing about something? Did I hear you? No, giggling? well, that was Mickey. Oh, what's you giggling what's about? What's Mickey? I was, I was laughing. <laughs> Your microphone's over here, Mickey. Right. <laughs> I was laughing because I was trying to sign on to the, to the computer and I was thinking of. Of Everson saying, I got to do it twice or yeah, three all times. The time. I, did I was on my third twice. time now. <laughs> Before you can get logged in. This is why I show up early. Thank you. I get, we need I get you. all logged in. We need you. So, does it take you two or three times? Well, that no. was no, no, of course no, not. Of course not. You're on your seat. No. That, that was <laughs> three. This and is I'm for old people. This is for old, these old people problems. <laughs> That's why I don't even open mine. I just use my iPad. Jeez. All right. Um, Mozzie. Mozzie. You want to get into Mozzie. Well, okay, and it you looks wanna, pretty... It sounded like from the 3.30 press conference yesterday uh, that the Jonathan Hankins playing this week did not look exactly good. Exactly what I was going to say. updated mm-hmm. today. Uh, I think he's out. Yeah. I think what it... McCarthy put it, he'd be hard-pressed to yeah. get there by Sunday. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about yesterday, 325 pounds on a high ankle sprain, probably not doing real well so uh you know they can also use neville gallimore there i would imagine uh and they're going to have to have a rotation and i we talked about calling up carl davis nine-year veteran uh 335 335 pounds by the way Mm -hmm. uh but i think mozzie probably get the most snaps he's had uh so far this year he's averaging like 16 a game uh, a high of 20, something like 25, maybe something like that. But it was in the, the mop-up duty against the Giants the second time around. Uh, what, so, What's going on with, with uh, Gallimore? That, Does he play much? Um, yeah, he's in the rotation. Okay. And he he can play either one. Oh, okay. So, so that would be a change but, for him. But th- yeah, but I could see him going in there and, and playing more mm-hmm. at the at the one technique. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring you up to speed on Neville Gallimore, um, last game against Philadelphia, had 12 snaps. He had 11 snaps against Seattle, 17 against Washington. That's mm-hmm. been roughly where – and it's about the same as what Mozzie. Mozzie had 13 snaps against Philly, 11 against Seattle, 20 against Washington. Mm. So, I mean, that rotation, you know. So, and that's one of the things that McCarthy talked about today with Mozzie. Uh, you know, you got these expectations in first round draft pick. Well, that's mm-hmm. a position that doesn't rack up stats, number one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he's walking into a, a veteran filled room. Yeah. 
and keep that all in perspective mm-hmm. as we try to decide, you know, 13 games into his career that, oh, he's a, first, <laughs> he's a bum. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. a bum. And, and I, I, I think people need to have some experience at looking at that because I think we talked about it just recently. My first impression of Ken Norton was, well, he can't play right. in this league, right. you know. And it took him about three years before he became Ken Norton Jr. So when they what three, three Super Bowls and then, later, and is it three, three or four? Well, two with the Cowboys and, and with one with San Francisco. Oh, one right? with San Francisco, okay. Right? Or did yeah. he get three? No, he ninety two, ninety three, and then he became a free agent and went to San Francisco in ninety four. Uh, so. You know, when Mike was asked about Mozzie, he said, I think Mozzie's doing a hell of a job. He said his job is dirty. It's fill, filling a role that is not going to get bring you any notoriety. Mm-hmm. So his job is not sacks. It's basically getting in there and mucking up the runs. And, and you may not I, get a lot of tackles either. For for perspective, Jonathan Hankins, who was a yeah, second-round draft pick of the Hankins. Giants 10 years ago. He's a rookie going into the Giants at 21 years old, like Mozzie. He played 11 games that year. He had 16 tackles, two tackles for loss, and didn't yeah. start a game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, t- it takes a while. And, and, and you know. He always knew how to get tackles for losses, huh? That was something he could always <laughs> two, two do. Two tackles yeah. for losses. There you go. He, also, he also brought up um, when he was at Green Bay, I forgot his first name, Raji, the big n- dump truck of a nose tackle. Is it DJ, RJ? Something? Uh, BJ. BJ Raji? Yeah. Yeah. And he brought him Not up on Boston how College, he had to you know, explain to him that you're there to facilitate other people. Mm-hmm. You know, Don't let everybody saying well you were this draft choice and you're mm-hmm. not doing this so uh he feels like you know from a from mozzie smith's standpoint that the jump that he can make from this year to next year could be very huge because mm-hmm. he still has the talent um so anyway we'll, we'll get a chance we'll get a chance to see him uh a lot more bj raji 2009 B.J. B.J. Raji out of Boston College. He was a first-round draft pick, and he was the ninth overall pick in the draft. Mm. Okay, so a top-ten pick. His first year at Green Bay, 14 games, one start, 25 tackles. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, uh, I think everybody— In his second year, he became a starter. I think everybody has this perception that he's slow off the ball, and it's like, well, is he? Mm-hmm. You know, where's he going? Right. So— and B.J. Raji's third year, he was a pro bowler. Right. So, And they'll have the rotation still. Yeah. So you have Neville Gallimore, and you have, if they elevate Carl Davis Jr. to the press. The, the, the key the thing squad. for him so. is not to get turned, to stay square to the line of scrimmage. Right. And when Mike was talk, or no, when Dan Quinn was talking about Hankins, uh, he basically said he's square, he's strong, and he has experience. And that was his attributes, and meaning square to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Don't sure. get turned. Square pants, right? Because <laughs> once you get the line, once, nothing to do with once you get about. turned, that's it. You're done, right? In no connection. Sometimes you have all. to be visual. Yeah, but that's though. not a visual square. connection at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Uh, Coach McCarthy did say in the press conference, "Thank you, that Savannah. Says. You're welcome. I'll bring us back as we get back <laughs> to we'll football. Back. Come on, come on back." Uh, Malik Hooker did not participate in their practice yesterday, but he should be limited today. And then Brian Anger is back. 
he was on a personal oh, okay. out okay. yesterday. Okay. So he is back today in participation. Very good. Mm-hmm. And that's really all because most of the injury report was just mostly rest guys that were resting or at at you know at the most limited mm-hmm. so it's a pretty good uh outlook but the bills i was curious about so i know micah hyde he did not participate in their wednesday he, has he been out for no, quite played, a while uh, no he played uh 66 snaps uh against well yeah he Against Philadelphia, it was his last time to, if I got this right, hmm. I may not have it updated here and here. So, yeah, I'll have to check on him. Let's see, because I know he was, he was. He played last week because I looked at the film. in that He's 23. I, I looked at the Kansas City game and uh, he started against Kansas City. So, yes, he did not participate. Let's they see. had 23 and 21 Jordan Poyer playing safety, what I was looking at on film. Okay. Josh Allen, he was full in their practice. He did have a right shoulder that they were looking at recently. By the way, uh, Josh Allen, um, McCarthy was asked about him yesterday's press conference, and he uh, compared him with Brett Favre, which was interesting. Um, I could see that. (laughs) And, you know, Josh Allen will be making his 90th start in this game. He is 59 and 30 in his career. Okay. Guess what uh, Brett Favre's record was through 89 starts in his mm. career? 59 and 30. <laughs> exact same record. I uh, thought it was wow. interesting. So that say, is crazy. Did you say what Hyde's snap count was? That's I did like not know it. No. 34. Not, so he did get 34. Hurt. Okay. Got hurt. All right. So he did was, start last week, so he came out then. There were 66, I think, was the uh, total. Close to 100%. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Josh Allen is prototype what you would be looking for in a quarterback as far as his size goes, mm-hmm. arm strength, and everything. And That's and, why everybody loves him so much. 6'5, mm-hmm. 233 pounds. Yes. Athletic, well, strong yeah. arm, yeah, all we, of that. We, we talk about his arm. He's run for 10 touchdowns, mm-hmm. and they're not. And in the last two years, he ran for over 700 yards. He's got three, like 347. He's not year. on that same pace this year right. running the ball. But He's 10, only been sacked 18 times this year. But 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Running. Running. And, 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 and those, are, those are not probably scrambles. I bet the majority of them are called mm-hmm. quarterback draws. Uh, and he's a hard guy to get on the ground, oh, too. Yeah. He's big, right? No, he, he won't just go down. Yeah. He does not slide. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll dive. Yes. Or he'll try to run you over. He has that will. same Favre personality. He does. So he, from a, but he's bigger than Favre. From a exactly. defensive yeah. standpoint. That's the thing about Favre. Uh, in fact, I was uh, on the NFL radio this morning. Mike Tannenbaum was talking about – they used that soundbite from McCarthy talking about Josh Allen and comparing him to Brett Favre, and he said – the thing about Favre that struck him when he first time he saw him in person, he wasn't as big as he thought he was. Right. You know? Because he played big. Yeah. He, yeah. He was larger than life on the field, especially as he got later in his career mm-hmm. or whatever. But up close, I mean, he's listed, uh, Favre is listed at 6'2", 220 pounds yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But so that's if you if that's a true height, mm-hmm. it's three inches shorter than Josh Allen, you know. And, and they both have the, uh, the the problems with uh, 
throwing interceptions. He, he did say this about Favre. He said that the one thing about Favre, he had the largest hands of anybody he shook hands with. And really? in, in fact, he said that the only person – uh, I think Favre said the only person with larger hands than him that he ever shook hands with was Michael Jordan. Uh, I shook hands <laughs> with Jordan one time. Yeah, I got an autograph from my dad. He was, it's, it's amazing yeah. how much easier it is to play sports <laughs> if you have That's hands. why he likes soccer. That's why he likes soccer. That's, that's our excuse. <laughs> I never played soccer. <laughs> I didn't figure out the hands thing until later on in life. It's like, you've got all these guys. One of the guys that I roomed with once when I was in Columbia, he was a pitcher, right? And he, he's throwing the ball, and it's moving all over the place. And I looked at his hands, he and just his swallows fingers up went right along uh-huh. the whole ball. Uh-huh. It's like, come on. You imagine in basketball. Like, how much easier was basketball for a guy like Michael Jordan if you can just palm it and do whatever you want yeah. to with it, you know? Anyway, that's an aside. Favre, I'll give you another side on Favre. After his rookie year uh, in Atlanta, um, I was at the Super Bowl. And it was after the Super Bowl game, and me and my buddy that I worked with in Jackson, Mississippi, he had gone to Southern Mississippi. So we're walking out, going to our hotel. It was about two, three blocks away, and Jerry Glanville comes walking out at the same time. Hey, where are you guys going? It's like we're going to such and such. He goes, yeah, I'll walk with you. So uh, my buddy couldn't resist. He said, so, uh, Jerry, do you think Favre can play? And he goes, well, I think he's got some talent, but he's got to remember, like, after, like, Wednesday, can't have all that corn squeezing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning drinking. (laughs) And I'll be darned, so this would have been the end of January. Mm -hmm. By March, they traded him to Green Bay Mm -hmm. for a first-round pick. He called it corn squeezing. That was a mistake right there. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest, as they say, is history. And, but uh, as good as Favre was, he was a gunslinger. Meaning, yeah, meaning there were some very ill-advised passes that he should not have thrown. Right. I remember watching a playoff game, uh, Green Bay against the Giants, and I had a buddy sitting next to me, and he bet on, he bet that Favre would throw an interception, and sure enough, he threw that interception, and that. That was a big one, and that ended up uh, causing them to lose because Eli and the guys were winning. Speaking of, speaking of Favre, so last night I was I was watching ESPN. They were doing the SEC schedule release for football next year. And Counting your losses. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they got to play almost back, not back-to-back, but Auburn, Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, it's a pretty tough Missouri. schedule. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Don't be scared, There's no man. division. You're top ten, right? That's right. Don't Number nine scared. in the country. Oklahoma. Ever, Come on, don't let this man intimidate you, man. The SEC just became the toughest conference in America. <laughs> yeah. Sooner is And you know what? It'll be another there. team that Missouri can score 40 points against, uh, too. Uh, so he's talking trash now. He's bouncing Big back. shots. Anyway. He's dropping. They dropped. After, after it was over, the 30 for 30 for... Uh, uh, Reggie White came on, and they were showing some of the highlights, right? And they were showing highlights against the Cowboys with Jason Garrett at quarterback. And I'm going, well, they're missing the point here because Garrett ripped him for 38, 
400 yards passing, mm-hmm. most in the second half. But all they showed was Reggie getting after Eric Williams mm-hmm. and complaining that Eric Williams was poking him in the eye. Eric probably was. <laughs> and he probably him. was. <laughs> he Eric would do anything, anything to win. That's right. Sort of like Charles Haley right. rushing it was, him. Right? Uh, he was John Madden's favorite. Yeah. John Madden's favorite was Eric Williams. So... Glanville and the Falcons traded Favre after what season? I thought it was after his rookie season. 91? 91. Okay, and so Glanville and the Falcons went 6-10 and 10 in 92 <laughs> and 93 with Chris Miller at quarterback Big in mistake. 92. I told you. And then Bobby Hebert at quarterback in 93. Yeah. And Nick Shots continues in a moment. <laughs> <clears throat> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At aarp.org slash beatscammerstx, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org slash beatscammerstx. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The mixed shots. The 2024 NFL Pro Bowl games are taking over Orlando, and the roster is up to you. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. Vote and send your favorite Cowboys players to compete in the ultimate AFC versus NFC showdown this February. Vote now at ProBowl.com slash vote. Does it have a deadline on that? The, Not that I'm aware of. There is for there, the for the pl- for the fan voting. Yes. For the fan voting, and then it's going to be soon because we're approaching. The, they usually announce those like with two weeks left in the season. Let's look. And I'll they, find out. They announce the results of the Pro Bowl because they. Voting, I don't is, think. Yeah, they usually. When it was a 16 game season, it was a the coaches and Christmas, players. I say, they would the, announce the team. Yeah, because the coaches and well, it used to be even sooner than that. Right, where they where the they would make their vote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's one day where the players all vote, had their ballots, like on a Wednesday. Yeah. 
It used to be. So a couple you got to get. You got to. If you're going to make the Pro Bowl, you got to get your work done before the yes. last three weeks yes. of the season. Don't don't wait. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'd say Brandon Aubrey's uh, put out a pretty good resume. I for think him. he's got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got Slim a chance. chance but he, he might make. Uh huh. Cowboys could have a lot of Pro Bowlers this year. I was trying to remember what his answer was. Somebody asked him after the game, "When's the last time you've done a press conference?" I think he said, uh, I think I had one when I was when I got drafted in soccer. Oh, yeah. Major League Soccer first round pick in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, OK, um, this Buffalo team, what what is it that uh, we've talked about Josh Allen a little bit? Uh, what is it that uh, oh, the other sticks thing, out? The other thing I noticed as he flips through his Buffalo Bills press release. Just to note. Fan voting is open through Christmas Day, and then players and coaches will then place their votes on December 29th. Mm. Very good. Mm. Okay. For the so, Pro Bowl. Man, we need Savannah here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, oh, I was figured that out. Okay, on to the Bills. On to the Bills. <laughs> on to the Bills. It's Bills week. Uh, My week. <laughs> they have 42 sacks. They're tied for third most in the mm-hmm. league right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, offensive line, beware. You know, a game like this, to me, is obvious. You don't want to put the ball in the air too much. You know, these kind of games, you want to make sure you have a good ground attack. So, I would be really interested in what their run defense looks like. You know, who we have to look out for. Can they match up against our offensive line, who's been improving slightly Mm-hmm. Every week, we haven't been, you know, going backwards. We haven't been going lateral. We've been we've been improving every week in our run game. They answer your question. Their run defense, they're 19th in the league in run defense. They've lost at every level of their defense. Uh, back in late September, early October, they lost a primary player. Mm-hmm. Uh, what parallels with the Cowboys? They lost their top. Maybe their top defensive player, Matt Milano, linebacker, in the fifth game of the season. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Cowboys lost Leighton Vander Esch in October as well. They lost um, Trey Davius White, uh, their cornerback, who's a former pro bowler, uh, first of October. Of course, the Cowboys lost Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. going way back. So there's a parallel. They also lost up front Daquan Jones, who is more of their run-stuffing defensive tackle, to answer your question. He, they are hoping to get him back, I think, at some point, but he went on IR back on October 11th. He made 16 starts last year for them. Doesn't rack up the big numbers, that uh, one technique, uh, but he is 6'4", 322 pounds. Their three technique, Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. is their first-round draft Thanks. pick, you know, now with a big contract. Four years, $68 million extension. And so Jordan Phillips, who is a big 334, 6'6, 334-pound guy, starts for Daquan Jones right now. So if I'm Buffalo, and I don't know if this is a trend, as we get late into the season, I expect teams to think just like I'm thinking. You know, I got to come in and run the ball. So I would imagine that the way they play defense during the second half of the season might change a bit because they, they're they going to get certain uh, tendencies. Right? Well, they, Every team that's going to come in, they're thinking, man, this, this weather, we got to run the ball, guys, because, you know, I don't want to put the ball in the air too much in this kind of weather. And well, they give up 114 yards rushing a game, 
uh, but just nine rushing touchdowns so far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and did I see Leonard Floyd? Was he on the in- their injury he report? Is Yes, wrist, but he was a full participant in their Wednesday okay. walkthrough. So and I think nine, today we'll he see. He has nine and a half yeah. sacks. Ed Oliver has six and a half. And Epineza? Ep- A.J. Epineza. Epineza has six and a half sacks. So those they have three 14 guys, players who have at least a half sack this year. Yeah. Out of their 42 sacks, there's 14 different players who have participated in that. Gregory Russo has four and a half. So, yeah. They've uh, done a pretty good job with the with the sacks uh, so far. So yeah, the offensive line kind of you're on notice. But uh, also as far as that run defense, the guy that has emerged now that Milano's been out, especially the guy that has emerged at linebacker for them is a second year player, third round draft pick last year, Terrell Bernard out mm-hmm. of Baylor, mm-hmm. and he he's undersized, much like Marquise Bell, yeah, six uh, one, two hundred eighteen pounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty much Marquise Bell. Mm-hmm. So in this day and age in the NFL, he's got three interceptions. He's got three forced fumbles. He's our leading tackler by a long 112. shot. 112. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I, mean, there's I was going to say only 112. Already. Think about Baylor, though. <laughs> Baylor was in the Big 12 championship game two years ago. I mean, he was his last year there. Jalen Petrie from the Texans, mm-hmm. who's a heck of a player mm-hmm. in his second year, he was on that Baylor team. There was a reason Baylor was as good. As, now, they haven't been good since then, no. but two years ago, they were hitting it exactly with all these uh, and scrappy, smallish fast defensive players in Terrell Bernard, uh, number 43, you'll be seeing him on Sunday. So there you go. They uh, A lot of sacks, and they're pretty good against the run. So we need to beef up our run game a little bit. Mm-hmm. See, Get that rotation in with Rico Dowdle and Tony Pollard. And we have and to come out establish the run in those conditions out there. And, and we have to be account for the quarterback. So it's a, almost a Jalen Hurts thing. So on the defensive you side. You've got to yeah. account yeah. on the defensive yeah. side for for for, um, uh, for Josh Allen. I mean, this is something a big – it's a bigger Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, oh. Jalen's strong and much he be stronger than he wants to be. Much bigger, But he's not right? nearly as big and, as, as Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, and we saw – when they played Philadelphia, he runs. He loves I think to run. he runs more than Jalen Hurts. He might. runs harder than Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Yes. He runs. He's going to look to to escape the pocket, and if he has a, he's the ability yeah, to run. He's going to do it. Yeah, if it's he there, especially he's in the red zone, he has open space. especially red zone, especially red zone, guys, we got to be ready for this guy. So, how do you think Stefan Diggs approaches this game? Uh, now he's not going up against his brother. Man, come on, how, we'll talk about a missed opportunity. Will yeah. Trayvon be there? That's my uh, question. He'll be. I think he'll be in attendance. Don't you think? Mm, Little family reunion. He might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to go see his brother. Mm-hmm. Six five. 237, by the way. That's a lot. On Josh Allen. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, you're going to see Stefan versus Stefan, right? Yeah. The former Bills first-round draft pick, Stefan Gilmore, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. I mean, he, he did foul. Uh, Is there motivation for Stefan Gilmore going back to Buffalo in this sense? Now, when he played for the Bills – um, his last head coach there was Rex Ryan. And we talked about earlier in the season, Dennis Thurman was the guy. He credits 
Stefan credits Dennis Thurman for really getting him on track in his mm-hmm. career. Yeah. His last two years, he was the defensive coordinator for Rex Ryan there and worked Rex with Gilmore. And then Dennis Gilmore Thurman. left. Everywhere he went, he so, took Dennis with him. So, so Gilmore, the backstory on that, he left after the 2017 season. He played five seasons And, with and him. so that's when – that's when Sean McDermott became the head coach. Uh-huh. McDerm- they decided, mm, I think they decided either not to, he did play five years. Yeah. Well, they didn't sign him to a long-term contract, so he became a free agent. Mm-hmm. And he w- goes to New England, and a couple of years later, well, he wins a Super Bowl, and he also becomes Defensive Player of the Year in New England. Bill whatever. Yeah, right. right. But Bill in Buffalo. But McDermott was the one, basically, that made the decision, no, we don't need to spend that big money on this guy. And they, and they in the 2017 draft, they, dra- they drafted at Tredavious right. gotcha. White, gotcha. who's who's hurt now, right? Right, and he's hurt. Yeah. Um, in five years, he had it was either twelve or fourteen interceptions. Mm-hmm. I remember writing it down. So he had a pretty good career there. Um, but you know, he he ended up on AJ Brown this past game. Mm-hmm. They switched him to DK Metcalf the second half of the Seattle game. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's like okay. Um, let's make sure we'll take our chances with Gabe Davis and make sure that uh, Stefan Diggs doesn't hurt us. One thing about uh, older players, the second half of the season is usually their best part of the season. Why is that? That's interesting. It just seems that, you know, it takes you a little bit longer to adapt to mm-hmm. the game itself, the game plans, especially a new team, things of that nature. You, you, your experience becomes much more important during the latter part of the season. Mm-hmm. It just seems as if, you know, things – it's almost like your mind and your body warms up. It just, it just takes it a while for uh, older players to just – you can see when Tom Brady, you know, he didn't just – he didn't always come out, especially as he got older – you know, throwing darts. He got better as the season went on, as long as he wasn't too old. I'm talking about his last year, but his last, mm-hmm. maybe his third year, you know, when he was about to retire. And, uh, but I know when I was there, you just, things seem to flow mentally and physically a little bit better as you get later on into the season. And then it helps out when a young wide receiver or a younger wide receiver calls you old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that, he could have called him that when he, maybe five games in. Yeah. But it's too late now. You know, he's old, but he's warmed up. You know, the flow of the game right now is very easy for him. You can see it, and he's not having any he, major problems with anybody. He talked about that yesterday, and uh, he said, yeah, he goes, you know, the younger guys on the team, the old man, and this mm-hmm. to call me old. But he goes, it was the way he called mm-hmm. me old. And it's I'm sure, all in the, in the I'm delivery. sure there was an adjective in front yeah. of old, yeah. right? Yeah. And somebody said, well, what did he say? He goes, I can't say that here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Stefan is not going to be talking to yeah. him like that. Yeah. yeah. I think he's he's wise enough uh-huh. to mm-hmm. yeah. don't poke the yeah. bear. Although maybe Trayvon's telling Stefan, yeah, poke right? the bear. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, he's not as good as me, man. He's not as good as your baby brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, we will shout at you again tomorrow at noon on the next edition of Big Shots. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!